0: Hey Anna, remember that time Mary Shelley carried around her dead husband's heart? Anna Webb. And I'm your host, Amanda Webb. This is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out on all their favorite moments in history. And guess what, y'all? We are together (laughs) Together in the same space again. 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 Together again. To just happen to work like that for both of our spooky episodes. Yeah,
1: it worked out. Yeah.
0: We often see each other a lot during October, but this time around, it just happened to be that both times we needed to record, (laughs) we were at each other's places. Yeah.
1: Well, in this time of year, like, from here to the end of the year, we're going to be together a lot more. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. it, it just happens more often like this. Yeah, but for sure. But we're here. It's spooky season. Yeah. We are on our second spooky authors episode. Yeah. Talking about Mary Shelley today. Um, before we get too deep into it, I know we still have to do drink update, etc. Yeah. But I did not want to give a content warning for this episode because, oh my God, has Mary Shelley lived an insane life. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a genuinely a decent amount of death in this episode. Um Both of uh, some of her children, and also um, there's some mentions of suicide. So if that's not your jam, uh, skip this one. We get it. Uh, Also, there is this. This has a I would say some more mature themes than our normal episode does, just because of the type of person that she was. Um, so there's just a lot more relationship drama. So again, if that's not your jam, we totally get it. Skip it if you need to, but just wanted to put that out at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well. Would you like a drink update? I would love a drink update. I'm
1: drinking the coffee that you bought me about an hour
0: ago. Yep. <laughs> it's a, what is it? A waffle? It's an Eggo waffle latte. Yes. So my, Anna's with me this time around, so our local coffee shop does, um, themed weeks sometimes, yeah. and they're doing a Stranger Things one for Halloween. Hence the Eggo. So it's an Eggo waffle latte, and it's really it's good. Really good. I am also drinking that, but once again, to appease the podcast gods, <laughs> I do have water on standby. Water on also, mostly because I'm almost done with my coffee. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: on deck. I'm not, well I'm kind of almost done. I didn't get to drink it right away because mm-hmm. when Amanda bought me this coffee I was sitting for a tattoo. Yep. So <laughs> I'm fresh off a tattoo. I mean literally. Literally not, like about, about 30 minutes ago we Yeah. got home. Yep. Um. So I might be a little bit loopy because
0: I'm a little sore but that's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> sore and fresh caffeine. This is gonna yeah. be an interesting combo. I don't
1: know what's going on. Yep here
0: we are. But let's get into it let's because it. my god. Mary Shelley, you guys. I I am sure that this is one that people come into like knowing a little more lore about her, or like rumors because she lived such a fascinating life. She's like kind of the OG goth girl. Like people
1: were very interested in her. Like you know, she's mysterious. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and boy, howdy did she live a life? Yeah. So we're gonna. So I know a little bit about her,
1: but probably not everything. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: All right, so let's get started. Okay uh Mary wollstonecraft wow. I believe Godwin is born on August thirtieth seventeen ninety seven in London to Mary Wollstonecraft and william Godwin um she has one half s- older half sister from a previous relationship of her mother's interesting um so she's the first child of William yeah but do you, do you know? know
1: if her um half sibling um if her that sister's father passed away or we're going to talk about it okay i was going to say was it scandal a little bit yeah (laughs) okay okay um
0: so, both of her parents are, like, philosophers and writers. Shop. Her mother is, like, a very early feminist and did a ton of feminist writing. That makes so much sense. And they're both, like, radical politicians. So, um, they they have a very different view of life than most people in the yeah. late 17, early 1800s. In London. In London, <laughs> yeah. They were a part of that sort of, I wouldn't say bohemian, but, like, on the edge of bohemian y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and less artistic and more like thought based yeah, sure um but mary's mother dies of is it pu- purple <laughs> it's <laughs> fever um it's been, you know just complications after child birth uh-huh. birth um like very very shortly after she's born okay. um a year after her death, her, Mary's father publishes memoirs of the author of A Vindication of the Rights of Women. Um, wow. Because her, Mary's mother had a book called "The Vindication of the Rights of Women. Oh, um, oh I see. And okay. this is the, you know. I see. It's Got like it. a bi- biography memoir thing for but her. instead of
1: <laughs> saying memoirs of... Mary her
0: Wollstonecraft, name. yeah.
1: Memoirs <laughs> of the author of, of this A Vindication other book.
0: of yeah. the Rights of Women. Um, it's meant to be like a tribute to her, but because he was very honest in it, it like revealed some of her affairs and the fact that she had an illegitimate child, um, which wasn't a problem for them in their relationship. They were cool. Well,
1: no, but, but the public is going to have to.
0: Exactly. A so there was a big turn of on public opinion against her. Wow. But Mary grew up like loving her mother and well, like course. yeah her father w- w- like you know raised her to read her mother's writing and like believe in those same yeah principles so she had a very high opinion of her mother yeah um in December of 1801 her father remarries to Mary Jane Claremont another Mary another Mary there's so many Marys. there's a lot of Mary's <laughs> there's also we're gonna talk later there's gonna be a couple of Percys so just ah, like be prepared got it. um she already has two young children from a previous marriage. I, I assume the husband passed. The um, whenever they get married. And uh Mary does not have a good relationship with her stepmother because mm. she favors her own children sure. over Mary Ugh. and and the other daughter from the Classic. you know her half sister yeah. too so they don't really yeah. get along um but her dad really loved this woman so they kind of you know it was a weird relationship yeah. that they had growing up um she didn't really get a formal education but she is really well educated because her father hires a lot of tutors mm. he educates her in their beliefs and sure, practices like sense. he valued her education but didn't put her in any type of public system gotcha So she gets more of an education than most women do at that time because he values her education. Um, In June of 1812, she goes to live with some family or some family friends in Scotland like for the summer. She loves it there. um, And she ends up going back in 1813 to live there for like another 10 months. She
1: sure does love it in Scotland. Yeah. We're, I'm certain we'll get back to that.
0: Uh, actually, not very really? much. This is okay. this is her longest stint there. Yeah. Um, she
1: visits there a
0: lot, though. Uh, life, yeah, think. a little bit. Um, but she will later say that this is, like, when she begins writing. Yeah. Um, we're actually, oddly enough, not going to talk a ton about her writing career. Her life is just a lot. Yeah. Um, and also because a lot of her early writing, like, before she started writing novels, were, like um almost like travel guides they were like her journals of her travels right. that got published or like her work on other people's poetry like some of her early writing is less that
1: like travel style of writing I think was like an easy way for a lot of women to get, to get into it yeah because it was kind of lifestyle yeah you know
0: and, and it's more like women would read it she was already keeping journals of her travels right. so she would just publish those um so as we're moving forward here we're about to get into a very big and crazy period of her life know that in the background of all of this she is (laughs) spending all of her time reading writing getting really deep into poetry and like she's she is studying the whole time i'm just not going to touch on it because we have so much other stuff to talk about so she's in scotland for a while and when she returns home in march of 1814 um a man named Percy Shelley ah. is visiting her father. Okay. So Percy also is a fascinating dude. Um he is there visiting because he's like promising to help bail William out of debt. Okay. I didn't touch on it a lot, but William was in a lot of debt a lot of the time, yeah. was constantly dodging creditors. Yeah. Um was just really bad with money. And so they Percy and William are friends. Percy's hanging out because he says he's going to help bail him out
1: because Percy's rich.
0: Yes, yeah. that's what we're getting into. So Percy is from an uh, aristocratic family, but his family disagrees with his radical views. But
1: he agrees with, with William. Mary's yeah,
0: he. That's how he knows William gotcha. is because he read his works in the and same agreed with him. And yeah, Um yeah. So he. He wants to donate like their all their family's money to like the disadvantaged. He is how he's, dare he? Yeah, <laughs> he has all this money and he's like, okay, uh, well, if I'm gonna get my share of the it's almost like, pot, yeah, it's almost like that's
1: what they should all be doing. Yeah,
0: but his money. family is like, no, you need to carry on our legacy yeah. and in our lands. We're just not gonna, we're just gonna cut you off mm-hmm. if that's how you're gonna act. Um, so he uh is promising to bail William out of debt, but uh doesn't have Can't as much really money as he's it up. saying. Can't yeah. Back it up. Um yeah. and William at this time doesn't know that. Right. Um he is also, Percy, is also estranged from his wife bum, at bum, this bum. time. Um, so he's married, but they've been estranged for a little while, and that goes on and off for the next couple of years. But at this time he's not with her. Gotcha. Um, but ho-ho, uh-huh. um Mary and Percy start, like, meeting secretly at her mother's grave in the graveyard of that's St. That's not morbid at all. Nope. Yep.
1: How, oh, how romantic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and that's where they fall in love. Yeah. Those it's those secret real, meetings.
1: If you're looking for the, the like, precedent for yep. this couple, this yep. is it right here.
0: Um, She was 16 and he was 21. Ooh. So, not great, sort but once again, for this time, not the worst. Yeah. Um, Not totally horrific, I would in say. In
1: terms of number of years not as uh, wide a gap as yeah. we typically yeah
0: speak, it's like but it's like five that's not yeah. bad like so um, if they
1: were both adults we'd be like okay. oh okay yeah <laughs> but they're not but they're not
0: <laughs> and he is also already married yep
1: yep that too
0: um on june 26th of 1814 they like declare their love for each other Ugh. and then he, okay so here's the thing that you've probably heard about her yeah the lore is that the next day she loses her virginity right. on her mother's grave. Okay. Who knows whether or not that's true. It is largely accepted to be the story. Yeah. So it's probably the story that they told. Yeah. Um, I, don't,
1: I don't know about that. I mean, that's... Uh, it's the on her mother's grave part yeah. that I don't buy. It, it
0: is uh, largely believed to at least have been in the graveyard.
1: That seems possible. But
0: because they, like, met at her mother's yeah. grave, that's what people that think. seems more likely. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like that's the story they told people. They, cause, yeah. Because of the type of people that they both yeah, were. Yeah, it's, like,
1: poetic. It is very yeah. poetic, yeah. they are those people, they're, like, you know, they're intellectuals. Everything yeah. has to be, like, oh,
0: it's yeah. poetic. Well, he is a poet, yeah. so, like, yeah. you know.
1: It's very dramatic.
0: Uh-huh. So, Mary's father doesn't really approve of the relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, he's married, Mm -hmm. and her father certainly knows that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But Mary, you know, she's 16. She doesn't get it, because Percy is as liberal and radical as William and Mary but both Dad, are, I love him. Yeah. yeah. So she, in her head, she's like, "This seems like the perfect dude for me. Right. How 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 likely is it that I'm going to find another guy who, yeah, for the period, is what we would no. consider age appropriate? Like, how likely not, am I going to find that in anybody else? you are not
1: wrong, Mary, yeah. But he's married, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but and we're, we're going to talk more about this in a minute. Mary's father you know was in a relationship with a woman who was in relationship with other people yeah. they all have this concept of are, this like free love but
1: there are legalities exactly that's that,
0: more you know, what he's concerned yeah, with if he's
1: estranged from his wife that's like being separated basically, yes. right so sure but legally he's still married yes so.
0: <laughs> yeah um Around the same time, though, as the confessions of love, William figures <laughs> out that Percy doesn't have the money to pay Uh-oh. off his debts, so he's also mad at him, yeah. because he's like, you've been hanging out here telling me you are going to help, and then you didn't. Uh-oh. Um, so, on July 28th of 1814, Mary and Percy elope, well, even though Percy is still married, technically. Again, they have been separated for a, a little bit, but, like, he is still legally yeah, married yeah, and yeah. it is still 1814, yeah. so, like, eh. So did you Mm elope? Technically no. No, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then they secretly leave for France with Mary's stepsister, Claire Claremont. Um, Interesting. Claire is going to be in the background of most of this story. It's, most people believe that Percy and Claire were also lovers. Like, their whole circle of people were all sleeping together. So, um, But that's yeah. so
1: interesting because Mary does, that's one of the ones she doesn't get along with, right? No, no, no.
0: It's not that she doesn't get along with the sisters. Oh, she doesn't get mom. along with the mom. Okay, got it. Uh, because the mom favors the girls, got the it. other girls. But Claire just assumed that meant the girls are yeah, also awful. Yeah, but Claire is very much in this same thought. Got it. Uh, okay. With them. She believes in all the same stuff. And for the like, from here on, whenever they're traveling, Claire Claire's is with usually them. with them. Yeah, she'll she will become important as we go along, but she's Not just kind of always there. She's
1: like a traveling companion for them, basically. Big time, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and they have this circle of friends that they end up either traveling with or all being in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And she, Claire, is just also in that circle with them. Got it. So they travel through France to Switzerland, but they pretty quickly run out of money, and then they have to turn back around because. Nobody's giving them money and they ran away. Um, so they arrive in Kent in September and either before or during their journey at some point, Mary gets pregnant. So... Which wouldn't be a big deal if they were legally married, but alas they are not. Exactly. Um, so they get back to England. They have very little money. Their families are refusing to help them because they disagree with what they're doing. Um, so they move to Somers Town with Claire and, um, Percy is like not at home for really long periods of time because he has to dodge creditors.
1: Because now he's in debt.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, and Mary's super sick because she's pregnant. Right. And, you know, and it's like 1617. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she so she's not doing great. They're living in not great conditions because they don't have very much money. Yeah. Um and then also Percy's actual wife, Harriet, has a baby through mm-hmm. him. In late 1814 so they're like estranged, but Not so kind a of show. as seeing he, each he, other he, yeah he yeah yeah. Him, i, I um, think and he's also like i said before probably having an affair with claire too so like poor mary is like so sick and yeah. so pregnant and he Listen,
1: is your relationship um, yeah. is your relationship like uh-huh. I, multiple partners as long as you're both cool with it whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it's the fact that she's Pregnant and very young, yeah,
0: and needs help, yeah, <laughs>
1: that is what makes me mad, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and this is what I was saying before N- neither Mary nor Percy believe in monogamy, both sure. of them are in the idea of free love, but because, like we were saying, because yeah. Mary's so young, she's still very devoted to Percy, yeah, and
1: this is her first love, yeah. So, whether she believes that it should be monogamous or not, she is very in love with him, yes, and that, yeah, is a whole and different she, ballgame.
0: and because she, you know. Carries these ideals, she doesn't stop him from doing or like attempt to stop him from doing right. anything, but she doesn't love it. Right. She
1: still is gonna feel a certain way about
0: it. Yeah. Sure. And she hasn't yet really found anybody that she is otherwise interested in. Right. So it's like he is playing around. Yeah. She doesn't get to well it's, also it, she's, she's pregnant. pregnant yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like they're not to that point in their relationship it's not the yet. She weighs. Yeah. 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 And like it will, but it's that. not yet. So it's like kinda you know, but-
1: Okay, so the fact that it's not going two ways, uh, that has me feeling a type of way. Because it has me feeling like she was probably manipulated into thinking this was okay. Because she's, yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, she believes in free love a little bit. But she's also only 16. Uh huh. So, how much does she really like? Yeah. She can't really be solidified in that belief yet, frankly. Because, because she doesn't have age. any kind of experience with it either. Exactly. Yeah. But here's somebody being like, no, 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 this is just how we live. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Yes. Oh. Um, and it, Percy does love her, I'm and sure is he does. decently devoted to her. Yeah. Like the fact that they are together for as long as they are tells yeah. me that they do have a a, totally. a good enough relationship for the two of right. them. But it it does become a theme as we go on yes. that there are Mary suffers from a good bit of per- depression for a lot yes. of the stuff that she goes through, yeah. and there are periods where she's really suffering and he's mm-hmm. not around, you know, or is around less. Yeah. Um. So on February twenty second, eighteen fifteen, Mary gives birth two months premature to Aww. a daughter, and she is living when she's born, but they're not expecting yeah. her to live very long, and she she dies very shortly after yeah. her, her birth. And this is where Mary has sort of her first bout of depression. Um, because she is young and that was very difficult and, it's and a
1: traumatic experience. Yeah. Childbirth is a traumatic experience, even if it turns out well. Yes. So
0: yeah. yeah. And her first time too is it's yeah, yeah it's rough. Um, so they have a rough period here, but shortly after this, their their lives kind of turn around. Like okay. they start to look up a little bit. Yeah. They go through lots of waves. Yes. Um, oh. as we will go through, but it starts to pick up a little bit. Um, Mary is able to get pregnant again. Um, and then Percy's grandfather dies, so he leaves them some money. Ah. So they finally have some something to Not go in. on. So they rent a new cottage in Bishopgate. Um, oh, Bishopgate. Bishopgate. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's it's hiding in there. Yeah. And then on January 24th, 1816, she gives birth to a son William, who she names after her father. Sure. Um and he, you know, lives through infancy. So, we'll, we'll take it. Us. Yeah, we're getting we're getting there. How long after blah, 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 blah. Yeah. but he lives through infancy. Um and then in May of eighteen sixteen, Mary, Percy, their new son, mm-hmm. and Claire all go to Geneva, Switzerland, to stay for the summer with the fr- with their friend and the poet Lord Byron. Our man, yeah,
1: your man, Lord Byron.
0: Oh, yes. who is also yeah. fascinating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Claire had actually recently become pregnant with Lord Byron's child. Oh. Yeah. Um. So they're all.
1: Cer- this is like a real house they are
0: all sleeping together <laughs> yeah including percy and lord byron yeah. right like it is this this right, whole yeah. group is so messy well, it's free love baby. They, yeah. but but also so messy oh well, yeah
1: but that's the other thing free love at this time not the safest no no, <laughs> like, no, no not no, super no, no, safe no,
0: no. no um so they meet byron and um john william poldori Polidori, maybe. Sure, I don't know. At Lake Geneva on May twenty fifth, and um, the summer ends up being like very wet, so they spend a lot of their time indoors, and they tell a lot of ghost stories. Spooky. And then, so Byron suggests that they all attempt to write their own ghost stories during this. Stay. Yes, I know this story. This is the this, this is, is the, the story. origin story. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really just liked the way this was written. Um, so I'm gonna read this quote. Uh, unable to think of a story, young Mary Godwin became anxious. Have you thought of a story? I was asked each morning, and each morning I was forced to reply with a mortifying negative. During one mid-June evening, the discussion turned to the nature of the principle of life. Life, Perhaps a corpse, w- corpse would be reanimated, Mary noted. Galvanism had given token of such a things, Which is, like, electrocuting yes. dead bodies. Yeah. Um It was after midnight before they retired and unable to sleep, she became became possessed with her imagination as she beheld the grim terrors of her waking dream. Her ghost story. I saw a pale student of unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out and then, on the working of some powerful engine, show signs of life and stir with an uneasy half-vital motion frightful it must it be for supremely frightful would it would be the effect of any human endeavor to mock the stupendous mechanism of the creator of the world yeah. like that was just a quote of her talking about I've heard the book that she's so like i love the way she, she yeah, yeah
1: she's very um flowery in her language mm-hmm. she really, i love it
0: yeah she paints a picture mm-hmm. <laughs> um so if you haven't caught on yet um this is Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. Uh so she writes the short story during the stay in Geneva, but then Percy was like is like this is really it good. Make it a full story. Yeah, so he yes. encourages her to expand on it and she publishes it as Frankenstein or the Modern Prometheus yes. in 1818. Um this is obviously her most famous work. Yeah. The the lore of it being written with that conversation yeah. with Lord Byron is very yeah. famous. Yes. It's a, it's a big thing. Yes, the
1: Sharing of ghost stories. And, yeah. yeah, that's what everybody knows.
0: Well, about. and because um the guy whose name I couldn't pronounce, um who was also staying there with him writes the vampire. Yes, that's right. In this same trip.
1: Yes. So it's
0: right. it's very very famous yeah. this this moment in time, which was what again one of those seminal works in yeah. vampire stories, like before before
1: Brom Stoker. Brom
0: Stoker yeah. So it was it's a pretty famous story. Yeah. Um. There. Okay, so this is stupid, but worth noting. There have been some questions about the authorship of Frankenstein, because Percy genuinely is very involved in the editing process. It's her first novel. He's been writing for a while, so he helps her with the editing. Um, There are lots of differences between the 1818, the 1823, and the 1831 editions of the book, and a lot of people believe the changes were made because of Percy's edits, because there are some, like journals and stuff that like of her early writing where you can see Percy's edits sure. but it's not major story That's the, like not there is right
1: that doesn't equate to him writing exactly the story. there are some authors get notes yes you know
0: there are some story edits that are basically like clarifying plot that yeah. he does but it's not creating plot right um and I really liked this quote it's talking about Fiona Sampson who's an author who's yes. written about mm-hmm. um Mary Shelley so it says writing on the 200th anniversary of Frankenstein, literary scholar and poet Fiona Sampson asked why hasn't Mary Shelley gotten the respect she deserves? She noted that in recent years Percy's corrections visible in the Frankenstein notebooks held at the Bodleian? library in Oxford have been seized on as evidence that he must have at least co-authored the novel in fact when I examined the notebooks myself I realized that Percy did rather less than any line editor yeah. working in publishing today exactly. and it's true yeah. lots well, of people, people just have said didn't that I
1: want to believe that she wrote it because she was a woman and mm-hmm. he was an established author and yes. they wanted to believe that he did the work and mm-hmm. then,
0: you know. he and he also was a very popular and revered yeah. writer people yes. love his poems and his all work all he did
1: was just help her make it better exactly like like Fiona he took says, an author's
0: perspective that
1: on is it. what an editor does yes like, exactly
0: um and and it's true like if you look at this the stuff that he edited it is very much just line edits that's right, all it is right. um and so it, there this was a thing for a really I long know, time yes. like she was like there were years and years and years where she was only viewed as his co-author wife or later now, in life, yes, yeah. um, like that's all people remembered Mary Shelley know, for, that's crazy. which is so funny because that is just not at all how we see her now. Yeah. um I know, but well, yeah, it's not how we see her now. There are still some people, right? Are, but like in but, yeah. in the larger culture, yes. she has become a completely different mythos outside of Percy. So right. it's very interesting. They
1: don't teach about Percy in English classes. They do not. But they,
0: they teach, teach about Mary, Mary Shelley. Shelley. Yeah, exactly.
1: I read Frankenstein for one of my college courses. You know,
0: yeah. And and not one of Percy Shelley's poems, probably. No, no yeah. not
1: a single one. And I was a poetry major.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, after this event, they uh move back to Bath or they move to Bath mm-hmm. because they're trying to like keep Claire's pregnancy secret. So they're sure. like going to like a quieter. Well, she's place. like
1: for real unmarried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not
1: even fake married. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, so then on October 9th, 1816, Mary and Percy each get letters from Mary's half-sister Fanny Imlay, so from the The first, first, yeah, relationship, Yeah. yeah, um... Which they both find very concerning. Like she's reading about she's writing about like how unhappy her life is. Oh. And the one that Percy gets is he finds really alarming. So he like immediately sets off to search wow. for her, but he doesn't find her. And then the next day on October 10th, she's found dead in a hotel room oh. with a suicide note and a laudanum bottle.
1: Oh. So it's pretty
0: clear like what happened yeah. there. Um and then this is a rough year for them. On December tenth, Percy's wife Harriet is found dead in a lake in Hyde Park and it, she appears to have drowned herself. Oh. Um, so, two suicides in yeah. a year. They both get kind of like swept under the rug because it wasn't like... You didn't talk about exactly. suicide. Exactly. Like yeah. You just didn't. Um, I mean,
1: it was like, there were a bunch of religious connotations mm-hmm. and like...
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but, to, both of those in a year is rough yeah. for them. In um, a couple months, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now Percy's got this issue of his children with Harriet. Right. Um, he has two. And he yeah. wants to get custody of both of them, but the court doesn't think he's a great fit. Um, and frankly, neither does Mary, but that's, like, not really the... <laughs> <laughs> she agreed with them, but she and was like, like, I will um, be supportive of him, you know. <laughs>
1: like, are you sure you well,
0: he's Yeah, <laughs> he's... The person that he is, right. you know,
1: because um, listen, here's the thing: if Percy gets custody, who's taking care of him? Mary, exactly, big time.
0: <laughs> um, and she also knows how difficult it is to grow up in a household with children yeah. that are not it's like from a mixed the mother. Family, yeah, basically. it's yeah. hard. Yeah. She had a hard time with this. So yeah. She already doesn't have a great opinion of it, you know. Um, his lawyers though tell him that he will have a better chance of winning the custody case if he's married again. Yeah. But,
1: well, no, okay. So to be fair, like. It's better for them to grow up with Mary than to go to a boarding home or an orphanage yeah. or
0: something. Or with just Percy, who is going to just be running wild, you know? Well, that's yeah. what I mean.
1: Like, if Percy gets custody, it's better... That's a better situation for the yes. kids. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and Mary already is pregnant again at this time. So they do go ahead and get officially married right. on December 30th, 1816, and she's been calling herself Mrs. Shelley for well, years
1: yeah. at this point. They considered themselves married. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um but they are now officially married and yeah. she is officially Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I backtracked a, she didn't publish Frankenstein until 1818. Um, right, but right. you know, it was a part of that story. So we kind of backtracked a little bit. So when she publishes it, I actually am pretty sure she publishes it anonymously and then later we'll publish right. it as Mary Shelley, but right. it is her name by the time she writes the book. Yeah. Officially. Um, okay. Then several things happen. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a lot here. I put a big quote in that I'm going to kind of pick through because a lot happens. So Claire... Claremont gives birth to her baby, a girl, on January 13th, uh 1817, which I thought this was interesting. At first it's called Al her name is Alba, but she later ch- they changed her name to Allegra later, and I don't know why. Um then in March of that year, the court rules that Percy Shelley is morally unfit to assume custody of his children. Well, um to be fair he, he had- was probably yeah. it was probably the right call. Yeah. Um Uh, so they get placed with, like, you know, a clergyman's family or something. Um, also in March of that year, they move, uh, to a new place because they're running out of money again, and they move with Claire and the baby. Um, and that's where Mary gives birth to her next child, um, Clara, on September 2nd. So they have a crazy, 1870 is a crazy year for
1: them. 1870 is really popping
0: off. Yeah, popping off. Um... Yeah, so third child, but second living child yeah. for Mary.
1: Third pregnancy, second child.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, child. That we know at this point, at least, yeah. Third
1: child, the first one was born. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, right. Um, uh, once again, Percy is living, like, away from their home a lot to evade creditors, mm-hmm. right? Um, they are concerned about custody of their own children, because they've just been in the light through that whole other yeah. thing, they don't have well, a lot they of weren't money. Officially married,
1: any of the time she got pregnant, right? So. Um,
0: and and you know their lives are crazy, so yeah. they're concerned about losing custody, and also they have so much debt, so they decide to leave England for Italy on March 12, 1818 and they take Claire and Alba with them and sure. they do not plan on coming back from Italy. Right. Um because mm-hmm. the laws about debts and things in Italy were a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, a lot of their friends had moved there like Lord Byron is already in Venice, so they were like, yeah, "Let's let's go oh, okay there." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um when they first arrive, they meet Lord Byron in Venice and uh leave Claire's daughter with him because
1: it's also his his kid
0: and he has agreed and i don't know the background of this at all but he has agreed to raise the child if claire has nothing to do with him Mm, so i don't know if he was like kind of annoyed with the way that the three of them were living living, or or if claire was concerned about the child's well-being and said you just take care of her or what was happening um but he was he says he'll take the the kid um and then they spend the next several months traveling through the country. They never stay anywhere very long. They're zipping around a lot. Um and then very sadly, both of her children <gasps> die within a year oh. in while they're in Italy. Clara dies in September of 1818 and then William dies in June of 1819. Do I'm, you know I I am I'm almost positive William was from malaria and I would oh. guess that Clara probably was too. Oh, that's so- um cuz they were both pretty young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she loses them both oh, in a awful. really short amount of time after having already lost a kid, yeah. you know? So she is depressed again. And the
1: other child that was like in their home is also now gone. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so she's very depressed again. Percy is very distant because they're meeting lots of new people. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of people around that he's like hanging out with. It's
1: like, sorry, you're depressed, honey. I'm going to go be social. Yeah. Big time.
0: Yeah. Um, she does have another child. Um, her fourth and now only surviving child, um, Percy Florence Shelley, on November twelfth, eighteen nineteen. And spoiler: this one makes it. Uh, she, <laughs> per, she Percy lives. Um, that's why I was saying we're gonna have a couple of Percys because sure, we're gonna talk later about the, her son, this Percy, P- Percy yeah. Florence. Yeah. Um, and a little bit, but um, she does have another kid, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, they uh both write a ton while they're in Italy. He. He writes a lot of poems, and she writes um, her next novel, Matilda, mm-hmm. um, a historical no- novel, Valpegra, and the plays uh, Prosperin? Prosperin? I don't know. <laughs> *Prin*, I don't know. And uh, Midas. So she's she is writing more now, too. Yeah. She's, like, taking the career a little more seriously now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is still very distant. He's spending a lot of time with other women. So this is when... Mary starts to be like, "Okay, I can have other relationships also." Mary um, together, girl. And she has relationships with both men and women and yeah. we could get into well, that Brucey a little does more. Too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is mostly with women, but there are a couple men that yeah. like that there's rumors that she sure. was also with. So they they neither of them really care. Um Right. Yeah. Okay, Oh, this is a crazy story. This is this one's okay. so interesting. Okay, I'm gonna so sit back. in December of 1818, they are with Claire and their servants and they're traveling to Naples. Um, they stay there for three months and they only receive one visitor, a physician, while they're there. Then in 1820, they get all of these accusations and threats from former servants of Percy Shelley that he had dismissed in Naples after yeah. they like got there um and they were saying that on February 27th of 1819 while they were in Naples Percy had registered his the, a child by Mary a 2-month old baby girl named Elena Adelaide Shelley what? they claimed that Claire had that baby and in trying to protect claire they claimed the baby as theirs
1: okay
0: and like the the two of them had been sacked in the covering up of all of this oh. or something um some biographers have different opinions they say that like percy had decided to um adopt a local child that that, that had been under their care um that maybe the baby was his with claire Right. Like, that Claire was the mother, but they didn't want to document it because Percy and Mary were married, so they could document it as Mary's child right. instead. Um, that maybe she was another child with Lord Byron that they were protecting for the two of them. Um, P- Mary says she she would have known if Claire was pregnant, so, you know, it couldn't have been hers, but it's not clear how much Mary really would have
1: known. Yeah, I was going to say, the, is this couple, the... Um...
0: That got Seven. fired, yeah. Are they implicating Mary in this plot, or just Percy? Just Percy, because Percy fired them. Right. So he think they, they're they implicating Percy. Right. They don't make any huge, well, they, they claim that it's Claire's baby, but they don't claim anything outside of that, okay. um, so I just thought that story was really interesting, very and interesting. That, that child dies not very much longer after that, ah. so they don't have the baby for very long, um, okay. but yeah, with the fact that the three of them go down there and are only there for three months and the only person who visits them is a doctor tells you yeah, that it that's... was probably Claire's baby, but the question of who, with who is interesting. Yeah, and the when fact when that Mary have... didn't really know that she was pregnant, yeah,
1: when would she have gotten pregnant? You know, right?
0: Like I just thought that I had never heard that before Interesting. and I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, in eighteen twenty two they travel to southern Italy and while they're there, Claire learns that her daughter with Lord Byron had died of typhoid. Oh. Um and Mary is pregnant again, but she miscarries on june sixteenth. I'm mm. telling you, she goes through so much yeah. stuff. Well, listen,
1: all the children things is
0: Typical for Pretty the period, common for yeah. The
1: time, but it's um, awful nonetheless. Well,
0: this one and this one is really crazy because she, a um, little bit of a warning because this is yeah. kind of gross. She lost so much blood that she almost died, yeah. and the only reason she survived is because Percy instead of waiting for a doctor put her in a bath of ice wow. to try and prevent her from bleeding and the doctor told her told him that that saved her life wow. while he was waiting for the doctor to come she would have died Good otherwise yeah you, you know quick thinking exactly my but like she is now super well thank
1: god that he honestly mm-hmm. i think that that probably comes from him living the life that he lives Yeah. because most people because they don't, like, explore what's outside of their, you know, what Spear, their rules yeah. are supposed yeah. to be. Wouldn't have thought to do something And also
0: because that. he probably has friends who have Absolutely. gone through difficult births like Absolutely. this. And he's probably seen a doctor do this before, yeah. so he knew to do it. That's um, But now she's really sick. Of course. And uh, once again, pretty depressed because yeah. she's just lost another child. Um, Percy is very distant. They have a, this couple that they're friends with, um that we're going to talk more about in a minute, Jane and Edward Williams. Uh And he is spending a lot of time with the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's just another rough period for her. Um, Then, okay, so so, you're like, as if this isn't crazy enough. (laughs) Then on July 1st, 1828, Percy Shelley, Edward Williams, and like their boat boy, Charles Vivian, (laughs) (laughs) um, sail south to the coast of, Laverno, Vorno, yeah, um, and they're there. You know they, they he Percy got very into sailing while they were oh, in Southern Italy. Of course, um, they, they like made a boat and all this stuff. Um, so they're going down for a trip, and then on July eighth, they set sail to return home, but they never make it home. Um, Mary gets a letter from a friend of Percy's that is addressed to Percy. That's oh. like, hey just wondering how you got home we heard there was this really big storm on the day that you left and she goes oh my god they were supposed to be home already and they didn't make it and we didn't know what day they set sail but there was a storm the day they set sail because their friend knew that they had set off yeah um so mary and edward's wife jane start traveling down the coast to look for their husbands they can't find them and then 10 days after the storm their bodies wash up on shore like halfway between where they were supposed to have landed um they are basically unidentifiable except for their clothes and the fact that percy was carrying a pocket of keats or uh, keats poems book in his pocket so they knew that it was him wow um so a bunch of their friends cremate their bodies and then they bury their remains in rome um his, Percy's heart wouldn't burn. Yes, now this I know too. Yeah. Because this is part of the, like, lore. Yeah. His yeah. heart wouldn't burn. Yeah. The belief, uh, it w- it was calcified, that's why. Why, um, yes. But the belief is that it was probably because of an earlier bout of TB that he had. Oh, um, And he was just ill from it and they didn't know. He was only 29 when he died, so there's really no wow. reason that there should, that he should have a calcified heart. Yeah. Um, but you know he had had tuberculosis and recovered
1: because that kind of indicates that he probably
0: would have died young anyway yeah probably wow um but um one of his friends keeps it for a while and then eventually gives it to mary or Uh mary gets it back or whatever and the the legend and likely true story is that she carried the heart with her everywhere she went for the rest of her life right um like she wrapped it in silk and kept it on her all the time. Yep. Which is like so goth girl of her. Okay, very goth girl. <laughs> I love it. Um so now things are rough for yeah. Mary because she hasn't been married to him that long. The conditions of their marriage are already really fraught. Yes. <laughs> um with their each of their families. Yeah. Now when they got officially married, Mary reconciled with her parents, her dad and her but stepmom. Percy didn't. Um, but Percy didn't well. because their family still disagreed. They were already on the rocks. Exactly. Yeah. Um so, you know, it it's rough and Mary's father also doesn't have a great right, financial I was situation. Say, Percy's family was the one with the money. It's better than it used to be, but it's still not great. Yeah. Um and so she's she also now has a baby to take care of and, and the, probably
1: all of Percy's debt too. Yeah.
0: And yeah. one of the only like a baby to take care of who is an heir to the Shelley fortune. Right. Now he is not the sole heir because
1: he Percy's
0: kids. other kids with yeah. his uh first, first wife yeah. um are first but, yeah, it's it's complicated now. Yeah. So, she lives with their friend Lee Hunt uh, for a little while and spends a lot of time like transcribing Byron's poems for him. Mm. Um, she, this is a lot of the work she does from here on out. is yes. just basically just writing, whether that's editing, her own writing, transcribing. She does a lot of that yeah. as we go on here. Um, but her financial situation is really bad, so she just ha- decides to return home from England to try and get some support from their families. Oh, yeah. When she first lands... Her parents help her out a little bit, but she, and she gets a little bit of money um, from uh, her father in law, Timothy Shelley, to like get her own yeah. home. So I'm sure, because she
1: has the kids. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So this is what it is. So Sir Timothy Shelley is currently the Lord of yes. the Shelley's fortune, and originally he had said, "I'll financially support you and your son if you give me guardianship of him." And she said, "I will not no. be doing that because she, she
1: lost all of her kids." And she
0: loved Percy, and this is their only surviving yeah. child. Yeah. Um, so she refuses, but she does manage to like get out of Timothy a, a pretty small yearly allowance to help her raise Percy. Than basically, just on the grounds that this is Percy's allowance, and yeah. you can use it to help care for him. Right? Sure. Um. And at this period, she is very devoted to going through the work that Percy Shelley left behind. Yeah. Her um, husband. Her not. husband, Percy. Yeah. yeah. Not Percy Florence yeah. Shelley. Percy yeah. Shelley. Um, so she goes through his poems and writings, and she starts trying to compile a biography of him, but because his life was the way that it was, yeah. Timothy threatens to cut her off if she publishes a biography of yeah. Percy yeah. um which it would have their name attached to exactly. it exactly um but then uh Percy Florence becomes the sole heir of the Shelley estate after his half brother Charles dies in 1826 wow. so his last remaining brother from Harriet from Percy's first wife yeah. dies so he is now the sole heir Timothy raises his allowance a little bit but not a crazy amount and he yeah. doesn't give him really give him anything yet but he is now
1: He's going to get by law yeah.
0: the only heir to the He's fortune. He's going to get it
1: when Timothy dies. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um uh, so around this time she's working on her last novel The Last Man. Uh, and she's helping some of her friends who are writing memoirs for uh Lord Byron and for Percy. Um But again, Mm -hmm. Timothy's not crazy about anything getting published for Percy, so a lot of those things get blocked. Um, And then I thought this was just a fun little anecdote. Um, I'm just going to read this quote again. She also met the American actor John Howard Payne and the American writer Washington Irving, Mm -hmm. who intrigued her. Payne fell in love with her and in 1826 asked her to marry him. She refused, saying that after being married to one genius, she could only marry another. Oh, ouch. Uh, Payne accepted the rejection and tried without success to talk his friend Irving into proposing himself. Um, wow. Mary Shelley was aware of Payne's plan, but was but how seriously she took it is unclear. Oh my gosh. But I think it's funny that that guy was like, okay, I get it. But oh, Washington Irving, is a, he is a genius. You can marry him. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just really funny. Um, but so this is kind of a thing that continues. She, um, do, you know she doesn't marry again uh yeah. and um mostly just because she had been very in love with percy and wasn't yeah. really interested in marrying again she does have a couple of other relationships um after he's gone but none that she takes very seriously yeah. um despite the fact that getting married again would have really helped her out probably yeah um but she well she's, um, depending on who she marries i guess yeah um uh, but she's not interested Um, I love this story of hers. Um, so she uses what money she does have to, like, help out a lot of women in need. Um, because she does still practice her mother's, like, feminist ideals. Um, and so it's, like, a thing she does for a lot of the rest of her life. And this is my favorite story of it. Um, in 1827, she helps her friend Isabel Robinson, um, and her her partner marry Diana Dobb. Dodds, is- yeah. Isabel's partner. Isabel's partner, okay. Mary. Um, she gets Mary a fake passport that says that Mary is a man ah. and Isabel's husband. so the two of them can move to France as husband and wife. Got now, it. after I read this, I was reading a little bit about Mary Dodds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and she, you know, wrote under male pen names her whole life. So it's kind of unclear whether or not this was a trans person or if that was... Because she, you know, took that fake male identity and, like, used it for her whole life. Well, So there's not a lot of...
1: It's hard to tell because a lot of the reasons she probably kind of lived under that male identity uh was because they came into the country as
0: quote-unquote, husband and wife, right. and but she they, has to keep that there's up. There's a lot there's of, like, being... stuff that she, in her personal life, also used sure. male names, sure. but but there's no, like, firm identifying that she, right. like, used male pronouns or anything right. like that, so well, I don't really know. She might not have known yeah. what any of that,
1: you know, um, was less, uh... But
0: I found that very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um... But the reason that they were able to do that was because Mary had connections and got them the fake passports, like, ones for both of them to be able to move, which I just thought was a cool story. Um, And then from 1827 to 1840, she's spending most of her time writing and editing. She publishes a few more books. She edits other people's works. She writes for women's magazines. She's uh, helping her father find some publishing uh, opportunities. He also passes during this period. Um, and then she's still trying to promote Percy's work. So, his other published poems that are, like, already out there, she's promoting. Mm -hmm. He gets pretty popular during this period, largely because of the work she does to promote his work. Uh, then in 1838, Edward Moxon wants to publish a collection of Percy's works, which typically would come towards the front with a biography of the author. But Timothy still refuses to let Mary add it. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead what she does is creates... Very detailed. Uh. <laughs> very extensive biographical notes for every poem. Ah, so she finds it. a way to tell his story anyway, yeah. but she does it through his poems instead of all at the front, which frankly is more appropriate for him. Yeah, Like, totally. to have his story told through his own poems, like, kind of worked out really well. Um, then in 1848, finally, <laughs> Timothy Shelley kicks it. Oh, um, last. Finally dies, and he leaves the estate to Percy, Florence, you know, Mm -hmm. the living Percy, um, which finally allows the two of them some financially independence, like, for kind of the first time in her life that she hasn't been, I mean, she's relying on her son for money, but, like, they're, you know, yeah. yeah, um, Uh, And then, this was just very interesting, in the mid-1840s, she gets three separate people trying to blackmail her. Yes, I know this story too. Yeah. So, in 1845, this Italian, like, political exile that she knew um, threatened to publish some letters that she had sent him, which Mm -hmm. must have just had some, like, either romantic implicate, or or some, like, political something or other. Um, So he's threatening to release these letters if he doesn't if she doesn't pay. Because they have money now. Yeah. Um, but her, a friend of her son's bribes a police chief into seizing the papers, oh. and then they destroy them. Wow. Um, and then somebody, uh, claiming to be an illegitimate son of Lord Byron has some letters between her and Percy, which are also salacious. Yeah. Um, and she, um, buys those from that guy. Just buys the letters from yeah. that guy. And then, um, Percy Shelley's cousin... Uh, claims to have written a really, like, damaging biography of Percy and is threatening to, um, publish it unless she pays, but she says she won't. She was um, like, do
1: it, you won't. Yeah.
0: And also... She was like, try it. Also, how damaging is it, yeah, really? seriously. Like, um, it's, it was his compared life. Compared
1: to the truth, Yeah, you know, it, like, yeah. even if you made stuff up, it's like, the truth is probably not that far off. And the stuff that you so... made up is
0: probably not stuff that would embarrass him. Exactly. Or me, yeah. so... It can't yeah. be worse than the real thing, yeah. frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um... But I just thought that was very interesting. It's like, all all this time, she finally gets a little bit of money, and, and then like, everybody's like, gimme! Yeah. It's yeah. just it's wild. wild. Um, also in 1848, Percy marries Jane Gibson St. John, um, and so Mary lives and travels with them for the rest of yeah. her life. You know, P- Percy continues to take care of her. Yeah, I imagine they were pretty close. They were very yeah. close, yeah. Um... Around the same time, starting in like 1839, she starts suffering from headaches and she gets these random bouts of paralysis that make it really difficult for her to read and write. So she's not working so much anymore. Mm -hmm. So she's starting to not be as well. Um, and then at the age of 53, uh, on February 1st, 1851, she dies, Um, The physicians think it was probably a brain tumor, which Mm. makes the headaches and the paralysis make sense. Um, She wanted to be buried with her mother and father because Percy is buried, like, in Rome. His ashes are buried in Rome. Um, But her son thought the graveyard was, quote, dreadful and buried her instead at uh, St. Peter's Church in Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, on the first anniversary of her death, Um, her son and his wife opened her box desk, and inside they found, um, locks of hair from her dead children, um, a notebook that she had shared with Percy with, like, a bunch of their writings, um, and then his heart wrapped in his final poem, Adonis, and also, um... Some of his ashes, yeah. and like you know, so they found all that in her desk after Ooh, she died, which is again kind of feeds into that like morbid. gothic morbid yeah. obsession lore about her. Yes. Yeah, um, but that's her, that's Mary Shelley, very
1: interesting.
0: such an interesting woman, such an interesting life. Um, like I said, there was so much other stuff to talk about that yeah. we barely touched on the amount of writing that she did. Yeah, well, um, and the
1: fact that she basically invented this, like, genre, Monster genre. She did. Yeah. I mean, the monster yeah. stories didn't really exist in a, like, there published were like, narrative form. There were, like, lots
0: of cryptid lore type yeah, stories. Yeah, and obviously
1: there have been, like, oral stories about monsters, yeah. but she, like, in terms of... A novel yeah. genre
0: she really made the first one and did not get and credit also, for And also horror at this time yes. was largely ghost stories yes. and so she outside of like vampires and other lore like yeah. that kind of created this like mythos of a monster. She did. And she in a way She largely credited with creating yeah. that. And in a way where the whole story is about questioning that monster's humanity. Yes. It's like a really impressive work yes. for the period. <laughs> like. And for the new genre, like it's amazing what she did with that story.
1: Frankenstein is like such a thing now. Yes, that it's like you know, it's like a classic monster. But let me tell you, the book is great. Like Uh separate from how we view, you know, Uh Frankenstein's monster or Uh just Frankenstein now.
0: Like the book itself is very good. Uh It's a good book. Mm -hmm. It's one
1: of my favorites. I think.
0: Yeah, it's a great story. But yeah, that was Mary Shelley. Right. Should, should we google autofill for her because yeah, my should. god is there some stuff absolutely. about this woman okay i'm gonna do was this is fun because normally we're not together when we autofill so being able to see yeah. these <laughs> is gonna be fun was mary shelley a feminist yeah. yes british yes, yes. married yes no, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, rich, no. No. Uh, they had a lot of issues. I guess
1: you could say kind of toward the end of her life, but it was really her it was, son was not But they, also their
0: estate was really dwindled yeah, by the time true. they got them. So they really just had money to live by yeah. that point. Um, Catholic, I have to imagine not. Probably not. Like her father definitely wasn't. Yeah. And Percy definitely wasn't. I guess so the like, question was like, it would be like, was she baptized Catholic? Probably.
1: Catholic? Probably. Yeah, if she was, they
0: did She not. was probably default Catholic, yeah. <laughs> but not practicing Catholic. Default
1: Catholic, yeah, right.
0: Um, a vegetarian... I have no idea. I don't even know if Why that's would a you be
1: asking thing. That? Why yeah. would you be asking? Who? How many people have been so curious about yeah. whether or not Mary Shelley was that it a comes up Mary. that
0: high? <laughs> um, famous when she was alive, not really. F- no. I wouldn't say famous, but known. But people her, read her stuff. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. she sold books. She yeah. sold her books. Uh, let's do did did Mary Shelley right? Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Uh, yeah, she for did. real. She did have children. Yes. yes, only one survived. But yes, write other books. Yes, Yes. write Frankenstein for a contest. Kind of.
1: Kind. That's not just, an
0: official contest. Right. That's just the way that people are googling, trying to fit. I heard this yes. story once, and I can't yeah. remember what it is. Was it, it for really, a
1: contest? It wasn't really so much a contest. It's just like
0: a good spirited. It was a challenge, it was a game amongst yeah. friends. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, right under a pseudonym, yes. yes. Um, not all of her work, but some of it was yeah. written, and and not like on the merits of like having a pen name, but just because right. male names published better, yeah. or even anonymous works sold better or than if there from were women. Ones
1: that didn't like align with who. She- like quote unquote Mary Shelley was as an author. A lot yeah. of authors did that. If it's like this is kinda off the
0: reservation. This is kinda off what I yeah, normally do. Yeah. They would publish it under a different mm-hmm. name. We also have have a pen name on this yes. one. So yeah. um have siblings, yes. And none, none directly. Biological.
1: Well you no, know, yeah. she had a half sibling so she had
0: a half sibling and then step siblings. Yeah. Um remarry, no, no she didn't. Uh no Lord Byron, yes. Um, can you think of any other ones? We did uh, was and did.
1: Try is and see if it's different than was.
0: Is. Yeah, Mary Shelley.
1: Okay, here we go. Is Mary Shelley American? American. No. Oh. <laughs> On Netflix. Here we, here we go. These are fun. Okay, these are fun. Is, I like this one. Uh-huh. Is Mary Shelley a true story? I knew that was <laughs> going to be the one you
0: were going to read. <laughs> is she? Th- okay, and then let me read these three in succession. <laughs> Sorry, a true is, story? Is Mary Shelley dead? <laughs> is Mary Shelley alive? Is Mary Shelley still, still alive? alive. <laughs> no. She is staying alive, though, yeah. maybe. No, she in died in the, in the 1800s. And then let's end on this one. Okay. Is Mary Shelley the mother of science fiction? Mm, I think she might be. I think she might be. I think she might be because it wasn't a fantasy story Mm-mm. and it was a horror story but before yeah. there was a strong yeah. genre for horror they were it kind is, of considered more science fiction it stories. It is
1: science fictiony because it deals with like
0: It's based on the idea of galvanism. And, like it's yeah, it's exactly. that's what it comes from. Yeah. So kind of, yeah, yeah. I think she is. I'm I I that. would call her that. I would yeah. too, I think. Yeah. Well and there's maybe Mary. Some
1: literary, you know, people who are smarter than us might say Disagree, it differently. And but, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's what we're going with for now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's Mary. All right. And there's spooky season. Yeah. We did it. High oh, five. In-person <laughs> high five. That foley, baby. It's all about that foley. Oh, yeah, we
1: love the foley work. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a good spooky season. Yeah. Hope fun. you all enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So next time. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going to say it. I have a plan, but I'm not yeah. going to say it. We're just going to get to it when we get to yeah. it. Um, so there will be a, another episode coming out, you know, in our normal cadence. And then after that one is our 100th episode. Which is crazy. Yeah. So we're going to have something kind of a yeah. little different, a little fun for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll be holiday season. Can yeah. Can you believe it? No. I can't either. So we kind of have a, a little bit of an idea of something we might do for the holidays. But if there's anybody else who has any...
0: Uh, suggestions Uh, suggestions or
1: things you might want to hear for the winter
0: holiday season.
1: Yeah. Please let us know. Um, You can email us any questions or any topic suggestions uh, at remember that pod at gmail.com. Um, and we would really love it if you would give us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, oh, also, you can find us on Twitter at RTTpod. I almost forgot that. Uh-huh. Um, and if you want to find me on the internet, I am at The Real Anna Web. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. Woohoo! spooky season spooky season happy spooky season everybody happy, happy Halloween Um, yeah because this will come out hopefully before Halloween as long as we're on time
0: yeah um, should, should I don't think <laughs> it'll take me that long no, so yeah
1: Um, so yeah I hope everybody has a safe and fun Halloween and we will talk at you again soon
0: yeah and until next time remember that time